Hey everybody, welcome to the Midweek Podcast. I'm Pastor Josh, and again I have Terry Brown with me. Hello. How's it going? Good. Good to see you. I mean, people are hearing you, but uh, but I'm seeing you, so that's that's a treat for me. So today, Terry and I are going to talk about fear and how fear drives you to do things that you wouldn't necessarily would have done prior. And today, the scripture portion that we are going to look at is the life of Abraham at this point, but with a guy named Abimelech, who is the ruler and king of a particular nation. And the story goes that all of a sudden, Abram or Abraham and Sarah are off doing their thing. They're going to this new place. And Abraham says to Sarah, you need to, you need to just say that you're my sister, which was technically true, half-sister. But ultimately, at the end of the day, what's going on is he's asking Sarah to do that because he's terrified of getting killed because she was so beautiful that somebody would kill him so that he could, uh, so that the other person could actually take Sarah as whatever, a concubine, wife, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And so Abraham does something that I think, if we're really honest, is quite cowardly and all out of fear all because he did not want to die or he didn't want something bad to happen to him. Instead of being concerned about what would happen to his wife or the relationship or guarding the relationship that he has with her. And so I think my question to you, Terry, why does that happen? What is it about fear that moves us towards doing something in the middle of a situation that we would never think that we would do, but ultimately it's to protect ourselves. Well, I think it's because fear reveals what you actually, it really shows you who you are and who we actually are is sinful human beings. And it's, I don't know. I just, when I'm, when I hear this whole, I don't know, story, I guess, I think about how many times like guys will sit around and talk, especially when you're, I don't know, in the maybe sports atmosphere or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you sit around and talk and be like, if that happened, I would do this. If that happened, I would do this. But then when it actually hits you right in the face, like when you come up against something, then you find out what you're actually made of. I, I would, I would like to believe that I would not offer Jackie as a concubine, <laughs> but or or just deny that she's your wife. Or well, but that was the she's my sister. That's how that played out, though. Yeah. Like I was thinking on Sunday, like what what is he thinking while she's in the palace, like for however long? Yeah. Like what is going on? Is he? But he'd done the same thing earlier too. Yeah. This was the second time. And then the craziest part of the whole thing is then <clears throat> he doesn't even get in trouble, really. Right. Like Abimelech does. When Abimelech, Abimelech is the one who fears God at that moment and absolutely panics and gives her back and doesn't get mad so much to Abraham, but instead rewards him. And the whole, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that, to be and, honest. And I don't necessarily know if it was a reward. I think it was paying it to the point of like, look, I didn't do anything. 
and I'm making sure that everything between me and God is right, that I'll go this extra mile. It's it kind of like what Jesus in uh, on the Sermon on the Mount talks about, right? He says, if somebody takes your stuff or is you know, asking you to go here, go the extra mile. If they ask you for one thing, give them two things, mm-hmm. right? Like at that point, Abimelech is demonstrating something completely different than Abraham. And again, it is fear, but it's fear placed in the right place, mm-hmm. right? It's a fear of the Lord, of think, what God would do to him. And Abraham's not even scared of that. No, <laughs> that's the thing is like, and I guess that's sometimes too in in a lot of the Jewish culture, the writings of the Old Testament, how they there will be like, it. it's very prominent, these distinctions mm-hmm. where they show. And this is another case where, it shows that Abraham, the prophet of God, the man of God, the one chosen that, you know, Jesus is going to come from his line. There's going to be nations coming from him. Mm-hmm. It's God's chosen person completely fails and fears man. And then this, like, does Abimelech end up being a decent? Well, the story yeah. doesn't go there. The story it, just, it never goes on. Where, this is where it ends. Yeah, and that so you never hear of him again. You never hear of him again. This is the well. This is the situation in this particular point in time where, like, this is what's going on, and he he reacts and acts. And I think Pastor Luke talked about that over and over again. It was just like not over again, but he made that point. Was here's a guy acting more righteous mm-hmm. than this father of righteousness, Abraham in this mm-hmm. moment right and i think i like the point that luke made too i don't know when he later on when he he said that he quoted somebody i forget who where he said that you can't um when god doesn't want something to happen you can't make it happen when yeah. he wants something to happen you can't stop it yeah that was that was really good and i think that's what you see over and over again too is that god chose abraham and sticks with him no matter what. Yeah. But then at the same time, you're going to flip ahead a few chapters and you're going to see him ask to take his son yeah. and possibly offer him as, ha- as a sacrifice and he's totally faithful. And so I do see too a difference between when Abraham was directly asked to do things, he did it. Mm-hmm. As opposed to he was a human being, but when he was directly asked to do things, he did it. And I think, yeah, for me... That's something I, I take away from myself anyway, because I know I am going to mess up. Mm-hmm. I, unless something changes, I've witnessed myself mess up a lot of times. So, But it, it brings that hope that I hope that if I do know that God has a direction for me or, or things like that, that even if it, it maybe it doesn't go in a straight line, that I'll be willing to stick it out. But I, I, th- I think you just brought up something that's very important because you said when he's asked to do something, he ends up doing it. Mm-hmm. Take the Isaac example of giving up his son. <clears throat> but don't you think that maybe a huge lesson is when Abram or Abraham or Abram, who, you know, whatever his name is at the particular time, the second time that he does this, it's not that he gets away with it. It's that God has shown him grace in it. Like, don't you think that that would have been like, whew, like I, this should not have turned out this way. 
Mm-hmm. Like, how good is this God? Like, my wife should be with this other guy. Uh, you know, I would, you know, I'm sure he felt guilt for doing it. I'm, mm-hmm. like, I'm positive he did. But at the end of it, he's like, well, n- how is it that this ambivalent guy is giving me stuff for me messing up? Here is this incredible, I think, picture of what Jesus actually does. Right? Like, that's the gospel in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Like, you and I have been given grace that we don't deserve. Like, what we deserve is, like, what, what Abraham deserves is to have his wife uh, you know, off with this guy, he deserves to get killed or he deserves all the stuff that would come to him from doing this dumb action. And this king, this guy Abimelech, turns around, not only gives him back his wife, so restores that, but gives him even more. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a picture of the gospel. And, and I think that's the lesson ultimately, right? That when you look at what Abraham does later on, he is faithful. But the only way he learned that was by God showing him grace. Yeah, and I guess it, to put that again in context of now or apply it, I think until you experience God's grace, you don't, you can be told that, like for me, I could have been, I was, I was told all about this. Mm-hmm. I was told all about the grace of God growing up like i heard about it but it never ever and you know the gospel put that in quotation the gospel i'd hear that term said all the time Mm -hmm. and if i were to write it out on paper maybe or somebody were to have asked me when i was in bible college like what does it mean i probably could have wrote out in generalities what it means Mm -hmm. but i think that's the difference between learning something knowing it or where it said like a a saving knowledge mm-hmm. of the grace of God. And that's why when, you know, when people are sitting around, you're sharing stories or whatever and, and sharing what your life is like. And, you know, maybe there's marriage troubles or there was, you know, different people have lost children or mm-hmm. people have had a, a death in the family or things like that. Or we've had, you know, our situation, things that have gone on. That That is one thing that I... I am very grateful for is the things that it took to take me to the place where I could accept the grace of God or understand maybe not even to be able to say it well, but to understand in my heart what the gospel is, what it means, why Jesus came, what Mm. a miracle that is. And, and like you're saying, maybe it is things like this that prepared Abraham for what was to come, was to come and asked of him. But isn't that frustrating though? Like, why does it take that? I don't know, because we're human. I know. I, I know, but I, I, for me, that's where I struggle, is why does it take so much? I, and, and it's not God's fault. No. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here blaming God. I, why is it that we are so human and we're not wise enough to learn from other people's mistakes and, like, the roads other people have traveled to avoid pain so that we can actually get to the lessons that need to be got to in a, in a much you know, safe, not only a safer way, but like a, a less painful way. And I think that's the, that's the struggle for me is like, why, what is so 
I mean, I know what it is. It's sin in us, but it's so frustrating to watch, especially when you watch people you love Mm -hmm. going down that road and you know it's not going to end well for them. But at the end of it, you know that if they can learn lessons from this, that they'll be better people for it on the other side. Yeah. And I, I do think, I think I'm getting better at that. Like I, I think I used to do the same things over and over hundreds of times mm-hmm. until finally I learned. And maybe now I'd only do it like 85 times. I mean, that's, 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 that's improvement. Way. That's a big improvement. But the other thing too is now that, again, we're parents or you see, you know, people going through the exact same thing. That, that is something I have a hard time with too. And I, I honestly, I spend a lot of time thinking about like, how could I be helpful to someone it's it's one of the reasons why I came in and did this podcast the first time. It was like I I've I don't know how to help people or be there for people without sounding like a a moron. Like I don't want to <laughs> like it's true though. I don't want to just be like constantly harping at people and yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. you know, don't do that. Yeah. yeah. You're it's going to end up like this. Like yeah. I I did that. And it, you know what I mean? Or watching people make the same mistakes that I've either done or seen or whatever. And that's something I'm learning too as our kids get older and they're not six, seven years old. Like there was a time where it's you could tell them, don't. Don't. Just don't. And you didn't have to give any other reasoning. But now they're getting older and it's that balance of knowing when they need to make a mistake and learn it for themselves and when, and most of the time, my my stories they don't care about anyway so they're they're probably not going to <laughs> they've heard them <laughs> they all they don't want to hear it yeah but you know so that is that's the same thing but yeah, yeah. but i see uh yeah i i think at the end of it uh, do we trust that god can do it in in the people that we love even in ourselves right like i think a lot of times i know the things that drive me to do stupid things. And a lot of it is fear. A lot of it is selfishness or whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, pride. And I know the end result is not going to be good, but I want it or I want a different outcome or, you know, whatever. And ultimately at the end of the day, no one's going to be able to tell me to not do it except for God. And, the older I get, I think you start listening to other voices though. I think the older you get, you're like, okay, well, this guy's been through it or that guy's been through it or she's mm-hmm. been, she, you know, that's been hard and okay. But when you're younger, you're not thinking that you're just thinking, you know, what, what's up. And, but at the end of it, I think we have to trust that like the Holy Spirit's pretty good at his job, mm-hmm. right? Even as a pastor, I think a lot of times the, the, the natural bend is to be like, I'm a pastor. I'm going to tell you what to do. And all I can do, even in ministry, is just tell people, here's what, the, here's what God's word says. You have a relationship with him. You need to figure out what he's asking you to do in this. If you're doing something wrong, I can tell you you're doing it wrong or you're doing something wrong. But ultimately, what always wins is when God tells somebody they're doing something wrong. Well, and the heart needs to change. I think that's the difference too. Exactly. The other thing is, that's also something I don't want necessarily out of our kids or out of fr- even friends or people that like say in brotherhood or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't want to tell somebody who's 20 years old, okay, do, do this, 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 
because they might do all that thing all those things but they're just doing it yeah and if their heart doesn't change doesn't matter yeah and not everybody's going to be exactly the same so the main thing is like and for me the main thing is i there's lots of things in my life i still haven't done yeah right like i haven't there's stages that our kids are at there's stages that jackie and i are at whatever that we haven't gone through yet yeah so i can hear those experiences which i think are good from other christians but if no matter what i'm hearing from everybody else if my heart isn't changing if my if i'm not desiring to follow jesus if i'm not chasing after him Mm -hmm. And that relationship is changing my heart. Like, it's real, especially, again, I always, whatever, it's my life experience, but I go back to where we came from. Yep. And we were trying to be super Christians. That's what we were doing. We were trying to be the holiest people that we could be. And I I don't think that's a bad thing to no, try sure. necessarily, sure. but it was the whole whitewashed tombs, right? I was trying to be a certain way, I was trying to live up to a standard in the Christian setting I was in, whatever, uh, make parents happy, you know, leadership happy, all these things. But my heart was not changing. So I was able to to change my behavior for a little while, but eventually everything came home to roost Yeah, because my heart wasn't changing. Yeah. And so that's that's the thing. And that's the thing I cannot do either. I cannot change people's hearts. No. I can't. I can share how much I love Jesus. I can share how amazing I think he is. I can share the fact that I I believe to the core of my being that he can change people's hearts. And after that happens, their behavior will change, their lives will change, things will change for Mm -hmm. the better. And it'll be in his time, by his will. You know, I can share those things, but I can't do it. Because behavior modification only lasts so long. Yeah. Because when you hit something hard... Uh, like let's say an Abraham where you're confronted with the reality that you could die. You can have all the behavior modification you want. You can make yourself look so good. But when you're hit with fear or pride or selfishness, the real actions come out Mm -hmm. and it's exposed, right? (laughs) Like, but if your heart changes when you're pressed or when you're pushed or when like there is a moment of fear, you respond completely differently. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's good too, because I believe that God uses those things to show me what is still left there. And then mm-hmm. I can turn those things over to him. And my kid's bike got stolen this week. And, and that showed me yeah. many things are inside of me because I have had many, many <laughs> thoughts about if I can find this kid who took that bike, yeah. bad things will happen. Yeah. And, but... Yesterday I'm driving around and I'm like, some of the things I'm thinking right now are actually horrible. Yeah. I should not yeah. be thinking these things, but that's, that's what's in my heart. That, that is what's still there. And then it was like, okay, it's just a bike. You know, it still ticks me off. Yeah. Yeah. But God help me not to do anything really stupid here yeah. because if I do something really stupid, I will pay for it, you know? Absolutely. And yeah. So anyway, there's all sorts of things in it. It happens every day in small ways. This is a pretty extreme example, but... No, but and I think the only way to get to that point is constantly, like, I know it's going to sound very cliche, but the idea of renewing your mind. Like, you have to, you have to go to the scriptures. You have to pray. You have to do those things. Because that's what changes you. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like the time, time in, in God's presence, time with him in his word, like that's, that's the stuff that actually gives you the focus on, yeah, my heart is not good here. Like I actually need to change here. I actually need to get better in this area. And until you do that, I think you'll always be stuck reacting to everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I don't know, I, the older I get, the more it's like the reaction bit just becomes very tiring. Like I would much rather just be a stable man mm-hmm. that's able to weather things because, because I know the foundation I'm standing on. Like, I don't have to be worried if storms come. I don't have to be worried about if like crazy things happen or if my kid's bike gets stolen. Like I'm going to have emotions, but I don't have to go off the handle because, you know, or do something stupid because I'm, I'm just trying to be stable. And that's the part too about the heart changing because you don't, even in, I don't know, like if you're in minute, I'm not in ministry, but you guys are, are, and you might prepare for certain things or just in day-to-day life for me. Like you prepare for certain things, but we never know what's around the corner, right? Like if, if we don't change from the inside out, we're not, we can prepare all day for one certain thing and you wake up the next day and your whole world might fall apart and you have no idea that it was happening, right? You could, there's so many things that can happen. and, And then that's where I think, like you say, going back to what am I, what am I focusing on? What am I spending my time doing? And I think if my intentions are to follow after after God and trust in him as ugly as it may look some days or whatever I I do think it'll continually be small steps forward as opposed to to backwards and I don't know hope it'll work out. What? Don't shake your head at me. No, I I think that's good. <laughs> I think that's good. It was more of like a, a hmm that that's good. <laughs> Yeah. Terry, you can say it again. Shut say it again. Up and just carry on. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you taking the time. If you're looking for any other podcast episode other than this one, you can go to elamchurch.podbean.com. Also, you can go to elamchurch.ca for all the latest sermons, resources, all the things that we're kind of uh, doing at church in terms of events and uh, all that stuff. Also, Easter is coming up, so we do have a Good Friday service on Friday, as well as uh, services on Saturday and Sunday, our regular times. But the, I think the best part about it is that all of the services will look the exact same uh, throughout the weekend, both on Saturday and Sunday. And Good Friday, it's in the morning, and it's going to be fantastic. So if you have a chance to be there, please be there. Uh, again, we hope that you're having a great week, and, uh, and please do not respond out of fear. Uh, make sure that you're grounded in in the Lord. Anyway, have a great day. We'll see you next week. Bye.